John Panos, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy New Year, everybody. Jeez, I'm pumped. Excited. Our last podcast of the year. This is our, Troy, is this our third Christmas? This is our third, no, third or fourth, fourth Christmas. We started in November four years ago, three years ago. Time flies, huh? Time flies when you're having fun. Um, Troy, um, I think it's our third Christmas. It's our third Christmas. It's our third Christmas. Uh, and the reason I say that is that if we say the wrong thing, it can easily be measured. So let's get that right. I think it's our... I'll leave you watch next week. Yeah. Wait, wait a minute. I'm going to go on. So while Troy's doing that, so um, as, you, as people are listening to this podcast, if those of you that are listening it on the same day that it comes out, um, you're probably getting ready to have a break. Christmas at Eve, right? Christmas Eve. Right. Correct. So, so Johnny, um, you normally, off the top of my head, do not go over... You, you, you're a Sydney person over Christmas? But Sydney's kind of a nice time at Christmas, I think. It's, you know, it's easy to get tables in restaurants and it's easy to get around the town. And I'm sure you know, all the major cities around Australia are like that. So I, I don't mind doing that. And, of course, you know, it's beautiful weather for going for an early morning swim and so forth. So um, I guess everyone's each to their own. But it's it's quite a nice time to just sort of chill out in Sydney. I find at that at that point. What about you? Are you heading off, uh, John? I'm going to uh, uh, Melbourne for a few days, uh, just around Christmas time. Then I'm coming back, spending uh, Christmas with um, the family, and then I'm going to Byron Bay. I like uh, I like Beautiful. the weather there. I like the beaches there. It's nice and it's easy. You leave home um, at eleven o'clock, and you're uh, having a swim by one thirty, two o'clock. It's it's, it's hard to believe Byron Bay is actually in New South Wales. You amazing know. place. That's no, amazing. Say hello to Nick and Ian, our franchisees up there, who are amazing people. Um, I yeah, know that uh, is it, it, one of the guys has done extraordinary numbers in recent times. Is, oh, it yeah. Glenn, is, it, is his name uh, Glenn or Ian? Oh, well, Glenn, Glenn Mills, he's at our Ballina office. He's right. a superstar. He's a multi-million dollar agent out of Ballina, which is kind of smaller. Well, it's not a smaller town, but it's, it's a regional area, and uh, he writes bigger numbers than most of the best city riders. So, uh, yeah, it just goes to prove it doesn't matter where you are, yeah. how big or small your market is, if you're dominant and focused and passionate. Where are you, Troy? Are you heading off? Are you... Uh, no, I'm staying in Sydney this year for the first year in about four or five years. Well, I'm you going... just built your new home. I'm almost finished my new home. Are you going to be um, in it or not? No, I'm not going to be in it. I, so you I walk be... past it every day? <laughs> <laughs> the, the most frustrating thing is that I'm probably 99% finished and there's just little touch-ups. But I've got a very good builder, so I, I'm trusting him to Does have it have a roof? It's got a rooftop. Can't um, you just sneak in? <laughs> I will be. I'll be sneaking in and all the furniture's getting Can't delivered there, so I'm going to kind of have so, to... So, Troy, you think it. you'll spend what month will be your first month in, in the new place? January. January will be in. So it'll be just a few days after, a couple of weeks after. So what, what have you learned expected. from building process? Because not everyone that's listening has been through the building process. Yeah. Major renovation or building. What have you learned as a builder-renovator? Um, patience. Mm-hmm. Trust in the process. Uh, surround yourself with good people. I yeah. think that's really important. That know that are experts in what they do, and uh, sweat the small stuff. That's probably the other thing. If you get it wrong during the process, it's better to fix it then and there. Yeah. Instead point. of waiting till the end. And what would you have done differently? If you if you reverse now, you must have been a couple of things you might have done a bit differently. <laughs> I don't think I would have been as ambitious with the timeline, uh, but I also think that. Knowing what I know now about products and finishes and the experience of going through it, I, I would have adjusted a few things. Different, I would have substituted a few different products that, right. we, that weren't known. Like I, I saw, and the architect that I had, um, 
had these amazing glass bricks, but they weren't in Australia at the time, so I got them shipped in, and then they were, they were more expensive to cut than what they were to actually buy, and all those little things that you don't know yeah. during the process that I wish I had have known uh, would have probably saved a little bit of time and money. But... You're going to be there for 10 years, maybe. Yeah, and, no, it's home. It it's home. It's very exciting. You advertise that frustration over a decade yeah. and, and that little bit of extra you might have spent in time and money. And it's a bit like when someone buys a house, Tom. You know, I often say to people, you know, I don't agree with you that you're overpaying here, but let's assume you're right. You're overpaying by 25000 You're going to have so many great memories here. That's the price you've got to pay to secure the home. You're going to be here for 10 years. You're going to have your kids, you know, sort of, um, you know, 21st birthday here or whatever. Yeah. Kind of just secure it. Because I think people often, they overthink and try and over-finesse the building process, yeah. the buying process, the selling process. And I think at some point, we've got to realise that there's kind of no recommended retail price or timeline on most things. you kind of got to be in the ballpark, and if you're in the ballpark, move forward, yep. rather than putting your whole life on. It's very easy, especially for people in our industry that are negotiators daily, to get to a point where you try and over-negotiate everything. Yeah, you know, you're walking into the you know local store negotiating the coffee and the you know what could you do for our catering or could you bring it down? And you know, when you are a born negotiator or certainly you've, you've developed negotiating as a craft, I think it's important mm. not to do that. But being this is Christmas time, you had a great idea about what to talk about this on this yeah. podcast, which is well, John, uh, we're going to talk about um, three items, tools, hacks, presents. Um, technology, whatever it is that you have been given as a present or you've bought yourself or you plan to buy yourself that are going to be useful from a personal development perspective, you know? So three three things that... Um, well, just things that change your life, yeah, right? Yeah, three things that change your life. And I thought it was a good idea. And the reason I said it, I actually said to my daughters about a week ago, I said, girls, I just want to let you know it's all good if you don't 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 go off and buy me a present and to my surprise they basically said no problems <laughs> <laughs> and it sort of just ended really abruptly and I made up my mind that I would actually go off and buy myself one or two things uh, I'll go to Broadway shopping centre and buy myself a few things because um, just their response indicated to me that there's a whole, highly likely that they won't be getting anything right so can I just start off with three things that have been um, extremely useful? And we might do go around the grounds and yes. ask, you know, yourselves. So um, surprisingly or unsurprisingly, two of those items came from um, Apple. Um, uh, one of those is the uh, uh, AirPods. Yep, the AirPods. Which Gav Rubenstein... What do they call them? AirPods. 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 Brilliant. AirPods. Yep. So I first saw... I, I saw Gav Rubenstein wearing them three months ago. And my initial impression was that um, they looked weird and people looking at you would look at you weirdly. Um, but after I wore them for three hours, I forgot I had them on. And I have to say, they, their connectivity with the phone is just so easy. So for those that haven't seen them, they're wireless. They're like literally little earbud type things that go yep. in your ears. They're not yep. connected. So it's amazing how problematic those wires are when you don't have to use them, how much easier they get caught. And, um, and I agree with you. But you're not just for listening to stuff, but on the phone, you can use them, right? They have a microphone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and it's quite bizarre, John, because you don't think they'd be able to pick up your voice from your ear, but they pick it up very clearly. Um, in terms of sound, they sound better than, you know, look, I've, my daughter's got a pair of $400 Beats and these sound better. They're $229 in Australia. You've got a pair, have you? Is that. Uh, oh, yeah, I've got right. two pairs. I've got one pair that sits in my work bag every day and I've got another pair in my drawer at home 
only because if I go to the gym, <coughs> excuse me, in the morning, let's use those, but I always know that I've got a pair just in my bag because jumping on a plane, I mean, I don't want to be on a plane without the ability to listen to kind of, you know, a podcast or something for, for half an hour, an hour. So, yeah, I'm, I'm like you. I, uh, and, and do they look weird? Probably, but who cares? Correct. If they change your life. And I think they're looking less weird as you're seeing more people with them. Yeah. Um, so I think really, uh, really good one. In fact, interesting, Tom, because I think at some other point we spoke about things that had changed your life. And I talked about the Bose wireless speaker that I use in my bathroom mm. in the morning. So again, the wireless, it's interesting, Troy, how much little things. I used to have one that I used to plug in to charge yeah. and yep. plug in there. Now I just sit it on the cradle and it charge automatically, put it on the bench and it just picks up uh, Bluetooth wireless, jump in the shower and all of a sudden you're listening to Tim Ferriss for you know 20 minutes while you're getting ready for work. And just those little kind of multi-skilling activities made easy. Yeah. So very, very similar to you. I, I suspect there's going to be a bit, bit of Apple... Uh, Self-gifting around this morning's podcast. John, I'll just I'll touch on that thing about things that are just easy because uh, someone asked me two days ago. They said we notice whether it's Sunday night rant, any videos you're shooting, wherever we see you, you're wearing um, the same black t-shirt, mm. right? And um, I thought about it. One of the reasons is that it's easy when you're travelling that you don't have to iron black that you're not worried about uh, spilling any stains and then having to be stuck all day. And the third thing is, and I know that you're a big believer in it, John, in the early days, you may still be, and that is this thing to have avoid decision fatigue. The fact that, you know, there's enough decisions that you've got to make each day that if you can just eliminate three or four other things where you're not sort of yeah. going to the cupboard and looking at things. Do you know what I'm getting at, Troy? The yeah. fact that you can reduce the amount of decisions each day. I think it was Steve Jobs who first became famous for this because he wore the same black skivvy and blue jeans basically every day, maybe you know, 95% of the time. And, and he used exactly that. And he said, well, I make important decisions in a day. One of them is not what should I wear today. It yeah. shouldn't be because you only have a certain bandwidth for decision making. So he probably had a wardrobe with you know 10 black skivvies and 10 pairs of blue jeans who knows and now recently tim ferris who kind of you know tracks what successful people mm. do tim talks about it a lot decision fatigue and others do as well so yeah i, I think well the other, the other interesting thing um is i remember armani reading Giorgio armani he gave a interview once and, and one of the things they said why do you always wear black and he said well it's a color that suits me best why would i wear any other color so it's kind of if you find a an outfit, call yeah. it, yeah. some call it a uniform, but an outfit that works for you. Do you need to... Now, it's probably different, to be quite frank, for, for women listening versus men, because I, I think that, you know, uh, there's a lot of women that would actually quite enjoy the process and they're probably far better equipped than the three of us to, to work out, you know, what goes with what, matching wardrobes. So it's probably a little bit more, I think, in this instance, when it, when it applies to outfits daily, because I'm like you, Tom, I 99% of the time, certainly if I'm not going into meetings, I'll wear a black t-shirt and blue jeans. And if I'm going into meetings, I'll wear blue jeans and a white or blue shirt. So I've kind of got three uniforms and that's about it. Yeah. So I, I think it's, yeah, find out what kind of suits you as a style um, and then try not to overcomplicate it in too many places. Yeah. So what was your next one? Uh, the next one is an Apple product, the iPhone X. So I got that about um, six weeks ago, or iPhone 10 X, I call it. Um, and is that, so there's two different ones now? Is X and 10 it's the same? same? 
It's the same. It's the same. It's the so same one after the seven is this one. Yes, correct. And this is the one where it doesn't have a button. It, it knows your face. Correct. Fa- face recognition. And um, um, my youngest daughter said to me that she could hack through it and then took photos of me and was putting the photos in front of the phone. Did and it work? No, it didn't work. So <laughs> she's good. She's, she's good, good, right? It's always a way. Um, <laughs> so, so, but what? But, but John, what I like about this phone um, is the camera quality and because video is a big part of stuff that I do on a week to week basis the camera quality is is quite extraordinary whether you've got it facing you or the, the reverse camera it's really good um, so do you use it for your Sunday night rants? I use, I use my phone for my Sunday night rant I mean the okay. only difference I do is I put in a mic on the end of this, like we've got right now, yep. but this is the camera I use. And you have a tripod, and or I something. just have a tripod, and it's as simple as that. It's amazing. And I and I can tell you that the average person will not work out whether that's a what do they call a DSLR camera, mm-hmm. yep. or if it's if it's it's a, an iPhone. So it's it's quite an extraordinary phone. And um, the only thing that I don't like is that I notice that both of you have um, those battery cover cases which allows your phone... The Mophie. The, the Mophie. Yeah, uh, so it protects the phone and it charges. Correct. Gives you another few hours. So I've just pulled out and unfortunately I've got to carry this because by 3 or 4 o'clock the battery uh, runs low. Um, but they'll be, they'll be creating one for that. For I, would, sure. I, I would expect so. I, I notice you, you, you both have battery covers and I've had them in the past. You're just used to the extra size and bulk that you carry with the phone. Well, I think one, it's good to protect. Yeah. Uh, and two is, unlike you, my phone is always by 2, 3 in the afternoon going. So I actually have two covers. Right. I have one permanently charging at home and then one's generally on here. Occasionally, if I'm going away for two or three days, I'll stick the one that's charging as a spare. But normally, between my phone's battery plus the extra Mophie charge, that gets me through every day. Then I just switch them at night, and then I put the fresh one on. So I've invested in two. It kind of works well for me. Right. Okay. And I'll third move on to my third one, then we'll go over to you guys. Um, my third one is a gift that was given to me about um, eight months ago by Susan. Um, Many of you know Susan from MDA Bootcamp and from Real Estate Gym. So Susan bought me a Muse, which is basically a wearable device that you put on your head and it Bluetooths to your mobile phone and it um, creates an accountability and a habit out of doing meditation, which is something that I know I should do more of. It's something that I don't enjoy doing, but what I find is the fact that um, you've got this accountability tool giving you feedback. And what it does, John and Troy, is it allows you, as you're meditating, if your brain waves go higher, which means that you're getting um, stimulated, um, the noise of the ocean gets louder, which reminds you to go back to the breath. And at the end of the meditation, it gives you a very accurate description of what happened. And um, why I love it is that I know at the end of a meditation, if it's been good, and it's always reflective on the data. So, Well, Tommy, it's like a lot of things we talk about. It says, without getting too carried away, what gets measured gets done better. Yeah. Now, whether it's KPI in sales or whether you're doing a fitness workout with a Fitbit yeah. or uh, calorie counting or whatever, and like this, meditation. So I think it's just another way of having a higher awareness and therefore delivering yourself a better experience. I think it's a great one. Yeah. So mine are going to be a bit similar, actually, because, and I know we just spoke about this not long before we started, so I've been trying to think through myself. And the first thing that I've come up with is also an Apple product. It's one I've had a while but the iPad. So mm. Troy, I know you're like me, you're a 
great user of Apple products and iPad. You know, it's even though I've been committed for a couple of years to technology, it's so easy to go back to the pad and pen, which is not a bad thing. I will still continue using it. I do find if I'm in time creative mode, yeah. I often have big A3 booklets, so I go yeah. to the... Um, Troy Darlinghurst, it's like uh, arts, the art supply shop, art supply shop yep. on Oxford Street, Darlinghurst, and I buy these big sketch pads because I find, funnily enough, if, if I'm thinking big and, I, and I'm trying to do mind maps or stuff, A4 paper kind of feel constricting. If I go to the big A3, I can do things and connect up dots and so forth. Having said that, I do find that if I'm committed to using the iPad now, I'm using Notability, which is maybe something you might want to buy for yourself. It's probably only a few dollars if anything at all, but that's, a, that's a, an app that goes on the iPad, which basically, Tom, as you and Troy are seeing here, it allows you to take notes, draw diagrams, prepare for things, and then very quickly store all your information. So if I had a meeting with someone three weeks ago, rather than me trying to remember or trying to go through a whole heap of paper, I just go to my iPad and I flick down to the date or I just search by the name, and I'll find that, and I can go quickly back to what were the key points. And I've got a habit of every... Because I take copious notes. So generally, if something's like a real standout or a, an action to do, I'll asterisk it. That's yeah. my way of saying, yep, there's seven pages of notes, but there's three things that you thought at the time were important enough to asterisk. So that's kind of a little little bit of a, a thing that I do. So iPad, iBooks. Um, the next thing is I'm most of the um, reading I'm doing, Tom, I still do buy some paperbacks, and I enjoy it. I love going to bookshops. Uh, I just find it fantastic. But the, the key thing for me is, again, um, technology is really embracing all of us. You just you almost have to force yourself if you're not naturally gravitating towards us. Yeah. I now have a, a library of 30 or 40 great books. If I, I jump on a plane, I don't have to carry anything with me. i just got my iPad, and I can say, which book do I want to reread or, or whatever. It allows me to take notes, review notes, rather than review the whole book again. So, so I, I noticed, John, in both um, uh, your iPad and your iBook, you carry that pencil uh, with you, yeah. this uh, Apple uh, pencil. Well, they call it stylus, Troy? Apple stylus? Apple I think pencil. they call it just the Apple pencil. Apple pencil. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, the white Apple pencil. They're not cheap. I think they're 250 bucks or something. They're not cheap, but they're well worth it. I used to find those other styluses with those rubbery ends, you, just, you can never write properly. My mm. writing is bad enough at the best of times. So the Apple Stylus would be definitely one of the other things I'd recommend to people if you are using a, an Android or, well, there'll be an equivalent for Android, I'm sure, yeah. um, or an Apple device. Invest in one of these. It feels like it's a lot for a very little pencil, but your experience is 10 times better using this. Um, so that would be the other one. It's funny, Tom, you mentioned before, it's not something I'd buy myself necessarily because I've already done it, and so have you, but you mentioned TM. If you're looking, you know, sometimes you've got to be a bit creative in buying loved ones gifts because you've been with them for a while and you're trying to think, God, he or she probably has everything they really need. You know, a TM session, you and I have been to Tim Brand. Yeah. Uh, and Tim just happens to be one of, uh, I'm sure, a number of great TM uh, meditation coaches in Sydney. I mean, there'd be very few better gifts you could buy a loved one. Yeah. Either th- this Christmas or any time, really, if you want to give, give a member of your family or anyone that's subject to stress or that you think could do with a tool that helps them cope with, you know, day-to-day stresses and have better health. Because at the moment, we all agree violently that health is the number one. Yeah. Forget family, because yeah. if you haven't got health, you haven't got family, Correct. right? And you Correct. can't help and love family. So a lot of people say, oh, you know, isn't family most important? No, because if you're dead, you can't look after anyone, right? Seriously, Correct. Without, I'm not being smart. 
So number one is you've got to make sure your health is intact. Then number two, you're sure, for most people, it's going to be family and loved ones, which is great. And then somewhere down that, in the next three or four, is probably going to be career and business. So when you think about health, um, meditation, because you know we've spoken about uh, anthea and naturopathy, mm. the, which is diet and nutrition. Mm. We've spoken about exercise, and Tom, you know, you've done a great job at transforming yourself over the last decade tremendously, which is amazing. Uh, I think that you know meditation mindset is one of those things that a lot of people don't put the time into. They say, oh yeah, well I've stopped having cigarettes or alcohol or something else, but what's happening inside your head? And there's no doubt that true health is, is just as important because you can be eating vitamin supplements, you can be dieting, you can be having fruit and vegetables and organic and all that sort of stuff. But if you're stressed to the max, yeah. your body's still going to find a way to sort of uh, represent that stress somehow yeah. inside yeah. it. So yeah. I think, you know, if you're looking for a creative uh, gift, if you're in Sydney, look up Tim Brown at um, Transcendental Meditation. There'll be lots of great meditating teachers all around the country and, and in New Zealand and in America. I know we have some listeners from overseas. But well, you were, just, John, you were very, um, you were very kind enough to uh, gift me Tim Brown last year um, when I was um, uh, uh, beginning stress, yeah. um, the treatment um, yeah. um, around that time. And um, all like all I can really say is I think John, everyone agrees. And Tim Ferriss, in the book Tribe of Mentors, those 140 people that he interviewed, it appears to be one of the common denominators. These 140 people had some form of ritual which they labelled meditation, right? Not all of the 140, but most of the 140. So we clearly know it appears to be a ritual, a habit of successful people. Um, And... But it is, has a daily practice. Correct. The question is, what's on your daily practice? But you're right. I think meditation. Now, that's not always formal TM or other form of meditation choice. Sometimes it's just sitting quietly and deep breathing and kind of letting your thoughts go or whatever. You know, sometimes they involve mantras, which TM does. Sometimes they involve music or sounds like the ocean. Mm. Everyone's got a different. Which is better? It kind of doesn't matter. Like, just find something that works for you yeah. and do it. And then if someone else recommends it, try something else. So I think, you know, there are, there are a few things um, that I'll be doing. But Troy, what about Troy, you? You're a uh, yeah, I'm going to stay uh, on the trend of Apple, Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Apple Watch. So we'd like to thank Apple, our sponsors, for this year's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, the watch, The iWatch 3, I think, is very cool. They've, they've done so many updates since the Series 1, and I did say to Tom so before... are you wearing one? You no, got... I, I've got the Series 1, but Series 3 will be my Christmas present to myself. Wow. Um, you know, it's waterproof. It now has cellular connectivity, so you can so actually... So you can wear it, like, in, in surf, if you go You can wear it in the surf, you can wear it in the pool... Is it like a Fitbit as well? Does it it's have a Fitbit, that health? And that's one of the main reasons why I'm attracted to it is the fact that I can have my headphones in, run, listen I, to music I think, on I think Spotify. Jay, so, John, I'm wearing one of the first ones. This is like three that's years old. Which is what I've That's got. the Apple one. Yeah, right? I've got the Series 1. I think, I think John is the perfect... Uh, uh, you don't wear a watch, do you? No, you've I never don't. Actually, you've never worn a watch, Not have you? God, nearly 10 years, I reckon. <laughs> right. So um, why, why do you use it, Tom? Because let's... Uh, John, I haven't worn this for um, a year and a half, and then um, all of a sudden on the weekend I took it out. Um, there's one main thing I like about it, and that is that I often forget to do things when they're told to me and I don't have a diary in front of me. So 
it allows you to actually say, uh, ring John and Troy about the podcast, and that goes to my to-do list on my phone. So, so what do you say before that so it knows that it's... Because that goes to reminders, does it? Correct. It goes so to... do you say it, reminders, or do you just say ring... Uh, I just... I just press that, yeah, and I press the one that's called Things. Things is an app I paid seven dollars for. So that's it's like a to-do reminders, list. is it? Correct. Yeah, it's like a reminder. Yeah. It's a reminder. And what I just do is I press that, and I just say Ring Troy and John, and what that does is goes to my phone, and that way when I'm back and I'm looking at all these things, can you um, say Ring them on Thursday? Can you? Yeah, you can say anything. Okay, so that's cool. Convenience and saves time. But the measurement of the and fitness side is good for me. Music, podcasts, music, and stuff. Um, it connects with Spotify, which I, I have. So that's like measures music. your heart rate. Measures you your heart rate. And is the screen not too small to kind of hit things like the apps look pretty small. Forty, what are they forty-two no. mil. They pop up. They open. No, not at all. You press it. I don't know how that how Apple do it. You'd look at it and you think to yourself, "How's my thumb going to sit there?" It never misses. But it works. Okay. Um, yeah. It works. And I'd say the other thing that is um, really good on it is the heart rate monitor. Yeah. So the, the reality is it's got a heart rate monitor. So you, you go do a walk around the bay run, and at the end it says it shows your heart rate ticking away. Seems to so be you can end. do all that if you carry your phone, right? But you, what you guys are saying is it's easier if you don't have to carry your phone. Well, with the, with the well, 3, the iWatch 3, you don't need your well, phone. Well, Troy, Troy, the one that the, Troy's buying, he doesn't have to carry his phone. So That's that, the big that difference. will play as my phone. But how do you make calls? Are you with an earpod? Yeah. So your normal earpods in or the AirPods, and you can be able to. So call someone rings. Them. You look at your watch. You hit hit it, answer or whatever. Talk. Yep. And then you start talking. But if you don't have your earpods, how do you do it? You it's got a mic. It's like a very small smart. Microphone. Like, like Maxwell Smart. Maxwell Smart. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> the George Jetson or Maxwell Smart. One of them used to talk into his watch. I know Smart had the shoe phone. He had the well. shoe phone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So All right. That, that's that awesome. Be, what else? Um, I am an avid kind of videographer in my spare time and photographer, so I'm going to be, my second present to myself is the DJI Mavic Pro, which is a really small portable drone, which is like amazing. It's got 4K technology in it. Um, M-A-V-I-C-K, is it? Yes, Mavic Pro. Listen, it, that's a toy. That's kind of the Apple is the productivity thing. That's is it hard happen. to learn how to drive it? No. It looks like a game. No, so it's, it's pretty easy once you get the hang of it. And they bounce a little bit. <laughs> not not the best. Tom, I ran into a good friend of all of ours, Graham, Graham Mirabito, the yeah, other day. Yeah. He's the funniest bloke on planet Earth. Uh, for those of you that, that might remember or, or know of Graham, he was a brilliant CEO of CoreLogic, right? RB yeah. Data for many years. And he's into every gadget going around. He's yeah. brilliant. He's the, he's the bleeding edge technology guy. And I remember about a year ago when he was still at CoreLogic, he's, he's left now, he's doing his own thing, but uh, he said to me, oh, John, I can't wait. He said, I've got this little kind of, it was maybe before last Christmas, this, this, this little um, drone. Yeah. And he said, basically, you're walking along, you throw it in the air and it follows you. Yeah. So if you're going for a run and you wanted to do it, or if you're driving down a country road, you kind of put it outside and you throw, throw it up, up and, it follows you. and it follows you. And then it, it kind of, then you get this bird's eye view looking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, and he said, look, I've got, you know, it's, a, it's only 1000 US dollars and, I put Marauder in, and it's going to be out at Christmas. I said to him, how's it going? He said, oh, they went broke before. Yeah, they, they went broke. Before I, they did, I did the same thing. So he said, I lost $1,100. That was, a, that was a Kickstarter pro. I remember when that came out. It was like called oh. the Kelly or something. It was some random name, but it was exactly that. I couldn't wait. And I was so excited to say to him, what happened? And he said, the mongrels went broke. And he said, he said we all lost our money. Anyway, that's not to say it's a great idea, by no, the way. But, but the DJI, so the, the guys that are doing this, they, do, they have phenomenal products 
um, they have the tech that it avoids like trees and buildings and you can actually do a follow you. So if you're driving in the car, you just press the app on your phone or on the remote. So you can do the, the same, same thing. thing. Same thing. <laughs> so, but this one's real. This one exists. So this is very cool. Um, and then the final one, as Tom's tech is going off, the final one, I'm actually, uh, I haven't bought it yet, but I've, I've read and listened to a lot of the episodes is Tim Ferriss' book, um, Tribe of Mentors. So I'm going to yeah, be buying yeah. that and reading that. It's over also a podcast, it? it's, He's just released it as a podcast. I think there's yeah, like seven yeah. or eight episodes live now, but I will be going and buying that as a, as a kind of chill out read through that and highlight and, and do all that stuff and then you know go from there. So I think it's, um, they're my three presents to myself. They're quite selfish, but one's a productivity, one's no, an app. That was the whole purpose of being yeah. selfish today. <laughs> Troy, how much are you going to spend on that... Uh, uh, um, drone, drone. drone. Uh, I think it's like a th- just over a thousand dollars. So, so but I'll, I'll, I'll there's one here. It. I think it's about twelve, thirteen hundred. Twelve or thirteen. I just saw a price. Yeah. On well, it. well, John, I I didn't buy. I didn't spend that much. I bought one as a as a, a present to the to the girls when I was overseas at a duty free shop, last minute shopping. Um, and I, I brought it, and they had it for two days, and then uh, my daughter says, "Oh, <laughs> it's not working anymore." I said, um, "You're kidding." I said, "Well, what's wrong with it?" She goes, "Oh, it's just." It's not happening. And I said, well, let's have a look at it. She goes, well, we can't have a look at it. We've lost it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's not working. Oh, we're going to get your girls on this yeah. podcast. <laughs> Troy, just, uh, how, how long would it take someone's never used one, like me, um, practising? Oh, I reckon... Like, is, in a few hours, could you be handy at it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm going to a big open field with no trees and <laughs> anything and trying to, I'm, that's where I'm going to first learn to fly it. I wonder how many of those things do get, like with your daughters, Yeah, because there must be a lot of people that drive into buildings and they can't get to them. Uh, must be interesting. Just before we finish, because uh, I know we've got a couple of minutes, um, I was just thinking the other day, I mean, because Amazon just came up when mm. I, just, I yeah. just Googled your DJI Maverick Pro, Amazon was one of the sites that came up, Tom. I think Amazon Fresh and Amazon... Prime. Prime, and what what's that service where it's kind of like, um, I think it's Prime, yeah, where yeah. it's kind of stuff happens overnight. Immediately, yeah. So I was talking to someone, you know, and they said, you know, sort of whether it's your Apple Watch, you say, you know, can you send me this, and within hours it arrives. Um, Amazon and Apple, who are two companies, well, one company we've spoken about today and one I've just raised, what I love about them is they're two of the world's biggest companies, but they're still agile, innovative, personal, fast-moving, and I think, you know, one of the mistakes that a lot of companies made, I'm sure we've made the same, is as you get a bit bigger and, and sort of scale, sometimes it's easy to say, oh, you know, we used to be small. In fact, I was talking to someone the other day and they used the metaphor of, oh, it's like an ocean liner. And I said, you've got to change that metaphor because that metaphor is going to make it feel to you like it's impossible. Yeah. Starbucks have got 40,000 stores in probably 200 different currencies, languages, whatever, run by part-time staff that are going to uni that don't have an aspiration to be a barista for the rest of their lives. Um, and they're all company-owned. So there's no franchise. So there's no guy that runs the store, owns the store sort of thing. Mm. And they do it efficiently. Whether you like their coffee or not, it's another thing. But as a business, they're very efficient. And I just think it's very easy for us to... Because uh, hopefully all our listeners have grown this year, and I know that next year we want you to all grow again... Don't be caught out into thinking that as we grow, we can't be as flexible, nimble, agile as we yeah. were before. Um, so I just think it's an important, you know, what you say to yourself 100%. is really important about what you say about the world, what's the opportunity as I grow. Because, um, John, 
That, to me, that's bad fortune telling. That's basically uh, uh, predicting the future with a belief set that's an opinion. It's not a fact. It's right. a view of the world that you've got, right? right? So it's not a fact because there's plenty of instances where big companies are nimble. Yep. Um, and what happens is if you've got that belief, every decision and every action you'll take will be aligned with the way that you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah, well, there's one the other day, Ellen Langer, I think her name mm-hmm. was, Troy sent a podcast and she said the label you put on things has such a charge and she said, well, call it housework or call it exercise. Call yeah. it exercise, people say, great, you know, I'm getting myself fitter and healthier and I'm on the move, whereas housework is let's put it off for another week or in another day and it's a drudge. So, you know, prospecting so or is it yeah, connecting? Yeah. Is it adding value? Is it advising, communicating? You know, or is it prospecting, which a lot of people fear and find kind of a heavy label? So what are the things that, you know, what can you say about what you do that's really important? So anyway, hopefully there are some kind of interesting options for people there. All right. Well, um, Johnny, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to our listeners. Um, so I did find out November 2013 was our very first episode. So I was right. Four Christmases together now. Four Christmases together. This is our fourth Christmas. That so that's, so that's saying to me, that's four, four Christmases, that's four years by 50 weeks. So we're at 200 plus podcasts. Almost, because we've had Christmases often and okay. stuff like that. So, so we're so around the 180, 180 mark. When, when, when are we coming back? What's your movements? Uh, well, how, I'm, how I'm about, in Sydney. How about we let our listeners know when our first podcast well, is going to be? Mid-January? Or yeah. Late January? What about... Week beginning the 15th what of people, January. A lot of our listeners will be away till mid-January. Okay, yeah. the week beginning the 15th Don't of January. Don't you like how organised we are? In front of our listeners here, <laughs> we're, having, we're having what should be something we discuss in private. Um, and we, we come with a well home plan with a date. <laughs> and we're all... In four years, this is our first business meeting we've ever had. It happens on the Christmas podcast. Why don't we do that live, guys? I think the week beginning the 15th. Okay, January. So guys, to all the guys and girls, thank you for the biggest thing you can give us, which is your attention in such a busy, congested world of information. We value the fact that you lend us your ears and your minds for 20 minutes each week. My co-hosts, thank you so much. It's thank been you. a pleasure uh, uh, flying with you and the plane's still going. Yeah, We we'll don't know where it's going. heading. But <laughs> Have a great Christmas going. and New Year. See you, Troy, in the New Year and uh, see you to all our listeners soon. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye.